This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Well, good morning. It is so lovely to be in this space with all of you. Um, It feels good. Feels good. So let's take a look at our gospel passage. So it's morning on another Sabbath day. The woman slowly makes her way to the synagogue as she does every week. She must start out earlier than most because she lives outside the town and walking is difficult. Even with her cane, it's painful. Each movement a reminder of the burden that has literally bent her low for 18 years. As she shuffles steps toward her destination, she thinks of all the many times she's made this trek, usually by herself since most are afraid that her ailment might be catching, and this makes them stay away. It's not so much the distance or even the physical struggle that's hard, but it's the loneliness that gets her most days. She wishes she had someone to help her to keep her company on the long, dark road that leads into town. She could skip it. She knows this. No one would blame her, and some might be glad of her absence. It would make it easier on them, not having to make room for her, not having to feel bad for ignoring her, not having to wrestle with the fears that her presence brings up in them. She could skip, but she never does, and especially Not today. She's heard that the now infamous itinerant preacher is supposed to be teaching in the synagogue, and she is curious about him. This Jesus has garnered quite a reputation for himself as someone who doesn't shy away from tough topics or tough people. She wants to witness for herself what all the fuss is about and hopes it's worth all the effort. By the time she gets to the synagogue, it's totally full, but no problem. She's quite familiar with the corners of the room where she can lean against the wall when her back gives out, where it's easier for her to hide from the stairs she inevitably gets. She slips into a small space, way in the back, and begins to listen. He's speaking of good news for the poor and release for the captives. He's speaking of giving sight to the blind and freedom to the oppressed. He's speaking of lifting the lowly up and giving the hungry good things. God has looked with favor upon you, he proclaims. His words are clear, cutting through the chatter till they're the only sound that matters. His words are bold, calling everyone present to the life they'd only dreamed of. His words are power, landing like the most solid thing she'd ever encountered. On and on he goes, mesmerizing the crowd with his presence, but then all of a sudden his tone changes, and it's clear he's talking to someone, but she can't quite make out what he's saying. She strains to catch it, not daring to miss a second of his message. The people around her start to mutter uneasily, and someone leans down to her. He's calling for you. He's calling for you to go to him. 
The woman is confused. Me? Go to him. What is this stranger talking about? But someone else says it too. He's asking for you. You better get up there. Heaving herself off the wall, hoping her legs will carry her the whole way, the woman starts towards the front where Jesus stands waiting for her. Her condition doesn't allow her body to move in such a way that she can see him, but she can hear him and she can feel him. Feel something like waves flowing out from him. And then she feels hands, his hands on her back, and she feels the pain flow out of her and strength flow into her, and she finds herself straightening, straightening, standing, standing, then upright she is. She is upright. After all these years of bending low, after all these years of looking down, after all these years of missing life, now she is upright. Now, no one should be surprised by this. Jesus has done this sort of thing before. He remade a withered hand. He cast out an unclean demon. He relieved a terrible fever, all on Sabbath days. But nonetheless, the pushback is swift and strong, as it always is when the status quo is challenged. The synagogue leader bellows at the crowd like a circus barker, grasping at straws to maintain control. Don't bring your broken selves to this place on the Sabbath expecting to be made whole. There are other days for that. But Jesus isn't in the business of waiting for a more convenient time when someone is in need. Jesus is in the business of responding to need with the urgency that a need requires. And so he isn't swayed by this challenge and he doesn't back off. In fact, he doubles down, raising the woman up even more. This daughter of Abraham is a beloved child of God who should not have to be in bondage to this illness for one minute more, and so she is not. She who was once invisible is now fully seen. She who was once marginalized is now fully brought in. The last shall be first, the low shall be raised up. It is now, as it was long promised, it would be. The kingdom of God has come near in and through this woman here today. A shout of praise emerges from the woman's soul, a spontaneous expression of gratitude that she simply cannot keep in. She was just once an average woman with a whole lot of hurt, not much else to offer, until now. Now she has more than she could have asked for or imagined. The healer has healed her. Now the physical transformation is remarkable, of course, but just as important is everything else that goes along with it. In relieving her of her physical ailment, Jesus also removes the stigma that has left her lonely, isolated, and often in despair. By healing her physically, he restores her to the people. She can now participate fully with those she would have long been separated from. The restorer has restored her. And this changes everything for everybody.
Because restoration is never just an individual experience. It's something that affects the whole community. Now that the woman is no longer lonely, she can seek out and help those who are still lonely. Now that she is no longer isolated, she can seek out and help those who are still isolated. Now that she is no longer in despair, she can seek out and help those who are still despairing. Then those who she's helped will in turn help others, and on and on the pattern will go, radiating out until every member of the body participates. And the number of lonely and isolated and despairing folks in the community is close to zero. What a legacy that will be. It means, to quote from the prophet Isaiah, that they will be remembered for having raised up the foundations of many generations. So they will be called repairers of the breach and the restorer of streets to live in. Now what happens in a synagogue in Luke's gospel can happen at a church in Austin. The same Jesus that healed and restored back then still heals and restores today. And he wants us to be a part of the healing and the restoring the same way the woman and her congregation were. He wants us to befriend the lonely, to accompany the isolated, to come alongside those in despair. Now our work at St. David's is to discern what shape that should take for us in 2022 on the corner of San Jacinto and 8th in the middle of downtown Austin. Now you might be thinking, preacher, there is a lot going on right now. Can't that work wait until things get back to normal around here? I mean, everything's topsy-turvy because of this construction, and our hands are kind of full with that. Well, Jesus wasn't in the business of waiting for a more convenient time when there is deep need, so we aren't off the hook. And I actually think there is no better time than right now to do this work, as we find ourselves in the middle of restoring the historic sanctuary. Being displaced for these months while this project goes on gives us the opportunity to look at our parish with new eyes, to ask if what we've been doing still needs to be done, to notice people we simply didn't see before. To quote Isaiah again, we're being invited to raise up the foundations of many generations, to be repairers of the breach and restorers of streets to live in. We are called to enter this most holy work here today. So may we ask questions with courage. May we open to receive the answers. And then may we act boldly on what we hear. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.